What year was it that you, uh, the fan that was talking to you? Oh, I can't even remember what year was that. Dude, talk to him. He, a long time. Let him go and see what it was about. Yeah, the only reason I went up there because he started. You know, I'm a, when, when people explain things to me, for me to better understand you, it's like, in my mind, I paint the, I, it's like a movie. When you explain something. Wait, just hold it, he gotta hold it, dog. He, he be, I mean, I mean, man, he gotta hold it, man. He been ready to talk about it. I like, he gotta hold it, dog. He missed him with an uppercut, though, dog, and it would've killed him. Man, I tried my best. That was all God, though. No, hell, bro. That was all God. He would've killed him. Like he was, God did. Yeah, God did. <laughs> I really, I really went there to kill him, to shoot him, to be honest. You know what I mean? And the devil got at me one point in time because we was in some alleys, and my voice changed. I was like, "Come, he was cuz with that with me. I brought cuz with me too." And uh, one point in time, it just my whole demeanor about myself changed. I was like, "Come in this alley," and I knew what I was finna do. Even cuz I tell you, like, he like my whole demeanor, my face changed about mm -hmm. myself because I knew what, you know, what my capabilities of, and I knew, you know, certain, ah, man. But I knew I couldn't, I couldn't do it because my cameraman was one of my good friends and I saw, I, I had a vision of him, him snitching on us and I would have had to shoot him too. I, I, I told him, I said, I couldn't do it because I would have had to shoot you too because I saw you telling on us. He he started laughing. Oh, no, I did. I'm like, no, I'm serious. Oh, yeah, he's serious. Man. I would have had to shoot. Then it come. I'm like, I would have had to. I would have had to shoot you. Shot you too. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Hey, man, whoa. She, that's a start. You know what I mean? That's a start. Obviously, man. Deontay, bro, we just, we're excited to sit down with you. You know, this is something, me and your brother, we've been working on it for months. Uh, this is the time right before you go show the world who you are again. Uh, this is the pivot. Freddie T, Freddie Flowers, Freaky Fred. I don't know why we don't call you Freaky Chan, though, because... You know, I don't need no name. Because they know what it is. Yeah, they know what it is. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, it's like D, they know what it is. Come on, come on. Come on. Time out. <laughs> time out. <laughs> Just cause we we on in the boxing ring, you talking tough, man. Hey, you man. don't never talk like this. RC done try. We gonna have we gonna have some what's it called B roll A Z. We got some B roll. I'm about to whoop I'm about to whoop RC ass out of get done with this interview because he tried me in this ring earlier. You talk you sound real tough though, hey, bro. Man. Hey y'all know it, it's the it's the pivot. Like Freddie T always says, man, anybody can podcast, but not everybody can pivot. DraftKings, happy dad. We appreciate your support. Channing spilling Happy Dad in, in the ring. I'm sorry. I mean, it's better than blood, though, which you're going to spill later. You about to get some. Yeah. You about to get some on here. Hope y'all got some bleach. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> man, Deontay, man, thanks for sitting down with us, bro. I think it's cool we get an opportunity uh, to come to Tuscaloosa. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, you think about, when you think about this, you think about Alabama football, and you think about the, the university. You've been a, a native son that's gotten out of here and made it, but it was your siblings and your father growing up in West Tuscaloosa, what was that upbringing like? Yeah, my upbringing, my upbringing was uh, it was pretty good. You know, um, I have I had a loving father and a loving mother, and I was fortunate to you know have my father in my life to to teach me and my brothers uh, multiples of things throughout life. You know, what I mean, I, I'm a PK as well, 
But my dad was, he was very strict because we represented him everywhere we go, being that he was a voice up inside the church and had so much power that way that whatever we did on the outside, we represented him. So we, we conduct ourselves in a certain way. It would go, you know, what we did looked upon him, and yeah. he didn't have he didn't, he didn't have that, you know what I mean. But you know he was a loving father, but he he also taught us to protect each other, love each other, provide for each other. And um, me being the oldest of them of them all, been in the household, you know I had to do a lot of protecting of my uh, my siblings, you know, which caused me to uh, protect them, you know, yeah. and uh, you know that's why you know far as my occupation is concerned, it it all just unraveled into like a big blessing for me because in the, in it, back in those times I didn't even like fighting. I didn't I didn't like it at all. I I'm a, I was the type of kid that knew what I knew what I wanted to do and uh I was a hard worker had a a great work ethic, you know what I mean? And uh I just wanted to get to where I wanted to go. But sometimes you you're in certain areas that prohibits you to to move forward because of uh the lifestyle and the ways of the world that you the environment that you're in it demands respect and it demands you to do certain things that you don't want to do. And if you don't do it, you you end up suffering the consequences that what it takes. So, you know, if you understand my lingo or what I'm saying. Correct me if I'm wrong, the rage, like we've seen you fight, we've seen to this day. Yes, sir. Yeah, like, oh, like what, what is that? Because it's that mom and dad, brothers and sisters, like it seemed like you, you grew up in a, in a Brady Bunch. Mm. But what, like, that rage that's in you, where did that come from? Well, the rage, you know, uh, I used to have a quick temper back in the day, you know. I was one of those kids, you talk about my mama, you know what I mean? We ready to fight. You know, <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, being in, I think, kindergarten. Yeah, because we had the blacktop then. I been, been in kindergarten, and a kid stuck his tongue out at me, and I just got up and kicked him in the mouth <laughs> for it. That's, that's the type of quick temper that I had. And, you know, over time, you know, you have to overcome certain things. And I, I never knew why I had such a quick temper. I was the type of kid that if I got mad, you know, my, my eyes would seem like it was red and I would start crying, <laughs> huffing and puffing and, and stuff like that, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, over time, you overcome certain things and uh, you put away childish things. And, and, and that's the story of me. So I had to understand what was worth uh, me putting uh, action towards and what wasn't. You know, especially when you start having kids, um, when you start having children, it ain't about you no more. It's about them, and everything you do is about them, all your decision-making, um, just everything, you know. So as I start having children, I start uh, pre-thinking about my action because I know if, I didn't, if, they're not in my, if I'm not in their life, then nobody's getting fed, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I was taught to, no matter how many children I had in the world, make sure you be there for your children. You know, because I had a, a loving father that was there for all of us. Even when my mother left us at one point in time, my father stayed there. He used. Well, to you be... were around what nine, ten years old during that time when when your mother. Uh, my, I, I was around maybe eleven, twelve. Okay. Somewhere up in there, a little bit older. Somewhere up in there, it been so long ago. How did that affect you and, and your brothers and you know your pops now? You know he's a pastor, but he's also now taking care of you guys? How did Correct. that affect the family? For me, I always had a strong mind, a strong will. You know what I mean? I always protected my heart and everything around it. So with that being said, I didn't let the things that my mother and them had going on with their relationship affect my life or what I wanted to do. 
and what I was trying to do to get to where I was trying to go. I remember one point in time uh, when uh, they decided to get a divorce and uh, we had a big meeting and then then my sisters and brother, they all crying and I'm looking around. I'm about 16 at that time, I'm looking around, I see them crying and you know, I, I don't have no emotions towards it. And you know, everybody had a turn of speaking how they feel about this life-changing event that is about to occur. And you know, my sister and brother them, you know, they all crying, they don't want it to happen. And when it got to me, the oldest, how you feel? So I stand up and I was like, you know, if y'all not happy with each other, then y'all don't need to be together. You know what I mean? I was the reasoner of it. I, I, understand, I understood certain things as a young age before my time. You know what I mean? I was well prepared. My grandma always told me I was anointed by God, that he's trying to use you. Certain things you won't be able to do. You won't be able to hang around certain crowds. You won't be able to talk a certain way because he want to use you. And uh, for me, I just knew what I wanted to do in life. And I wasn't going to let my mother or my father and what the things that they was going through dictate or hinder me from getting to where I had to go. So I told them, it don't matter to me what y'all do. That's y'all life. Y'all be happy. I'm a person that believe in being happy and at peace. I tell everyone I'm soaking in my happiness and my peace. And when you're when you happy and at peace, no matter what, where you are at, no matter what your finances is, you can handle it. You can go through the day a little bit more better, a little bit more stronger. You can be optimistic about certain situations and, and, and times you're in yeah. because you know you're happy and you're at peace. So whatever come my way, you got to roll with the punches of it. Yeah. This is right up our alley. We love it. You, you ready to get deep as <laughs> uh, <laughs> they talking that talk early, right? Yeah, real talk. Uh, but I want to pivot back real quick, talking about your childhood, that anger, mm -hmm. you know, and trying to manage that. How many times did you get your ass beat as a jit? <laughs> and are you still looking for it in them dudes? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I go back all my fights, you know, I, I can't... I, it's so many fights that I've gotten into, you know, sometimes you know how you reminisce with your cousins and right. your brothers and certain people that, that have been there when certain events has happened. I've been in so many fights that I can't remember all of them. They still tell me about fights and, and certain things like that. I'm like, are you for real? Serious? Man, you know, because I used to have a cousin uh, that, man, you know, I looked up to him. You know, I mean, he was one of my big cousins. And if Cuz say something, I'm like, I'm reacting. You know right. what I mean? Cuz used to always have different guys around and stuff like that. And different tough guys, you know, they was part of a gang or whatever. If he told me to fight him, get him, cuz. You know what I'm saying? He'll bring guys over there that think they tough and hard. Here I am, just a little dude or whatever. <laughs> you know, but I wasn't scared of anyone. That was the thing about it. I never feared anyone. I never feared, you know, fighting, especially when it dealt with protecting myself or protecting others that I love. It never was a, a second guess when it's time. So he would have some of these hard guys come over there. I'm like, man, I, I, I'll make my cousin get on your ass right now. <laughs> then we would be like, I'm like, now you won't? Yes, I could. Get him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I just attack him, you know what I mean? Just get him. You know, it was just instilled in me because how I grew up, every time I walked out of the house, I was, I was in a good fight. You know what I mean? I couldn't walk down the street. I couldn't go to the basketball court and play ball. I couldn't go to the to the playground and, and just have a good, you know, session with myself. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, meaning having that inner peace and that peace that I'm alone. I love being alone. You know what I mean? Uh, my father always told my brothers that we don't have friends. 
and don't bring them jokers in my house. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. uh, I already grew up with the the mentality, of, it, you know, you don't have friends. And if you do have them, you got to be cautious of who you call your friend. Because I've been to many situations, I've seen many situations where guys grew up or a person, you know, look in your eyes and tell you I love you. But in the same same sentence or in the same direction, they'll take from you. They'll steal from you. You know what I mean? They'll do harm to you or bring harm to you. And certain things my father used to tell me, you know, we couldn't understand as a child. But as we became grown men, we 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 understood a little bit more clearer. Or as we start experiencing the world, because age, age don't bring wisdom. I tell people all the time, age do not bring wisdom. The only way you become wise is if you apply knowledge to life. And that's how you become wise, or you'll be called what we all know as old fools. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, and knowing certain things at a young, young, a young age uh, 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 in my time, you know, allowed me to be more advanced than my peers and different peoples around me. So I was able to maneuver different, strategically plan differently. So that's why, you know, fighting is, is, is not a fearful fear factor of mine. Right. You know, either we can, I'm, I'm a type of person, let's get, this, let's get it over with. You know what I mean? We're going to do something, let's get it over with. But, bro, to that point, and it's, you know what I'm saying, we try to teach people here, and it's funny that you say, like, friendships. You have friends, but are they friends? How right. do you choose? Because you got some aces now. Mm. Yeah, and you just you yeah. were just calling cuz and all them. Mm. So how do you choose with your success? International superstar, how do you choose how, what kind of people and what type of people and who you put around you? Because you just said that it's... Friends can't be, like, you don't know who your friends Everybody are. Can go. Everybody, Everybody can't go. Everybody can't go, so can't go. who can go? For me, all my guys know I'm an I'm a energy-felt type of person. You know what I mean? I feel the, the energy, the vibration. You know what I mean? I read people. All of them, all of us got, you know, well, I, I definitely have the discernment of the spirit. I can feel vile energies and emotion. All my guys, man, we're, we're, we're great at reading people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, certain things that you may say in the, in the sentences that you may say. Certain times you can say something and you can, you can say one thing and mean two different things the way how you put it in a sentence. Yeah. You know, and uh, all those different things. And uh, for me, it's all about uh, my intuition or how I feel. Certain times, if my energy ain't right, I won't go in certain establishment. I won't meet certain people. I won't shake certain people's hands. I don't care who you are. I don't care what benefit I can come from you right. or you can come from me, you know what I mean? If I ain't feeling it, I'm not with it. And listening to my intuition have saved me through a lot of uh, uh, heartaches and pains, you know what I mean? Definitely many situations that it could have end uh, bad for me. And one thing you talk about, because Freddie asked you about dude whooping your ass when he was little, and you mm. talking about fighting. When did you know that you was Deontay Wild. <laughs> like, when did you know that you was one of the most feared men in the world? At what age? Because we we just had Ken Griffey Jr. on. Yeah. And Ken Griffey was like, shit, I knew. What, what, what age you said? He said forever. He said yeah. forever. He said I always knew. He was like, when I was six, yeah. I was playing with 10-year-olds and yeah. I was whooping their ass. Right. Like, at what point did you know that you were the reason that we're sitting here today that you one of the most feared men in the world? Well, I, I can go back to childhood and, and you know, and say, you know, uh, certain things, and, and to answer your question, I don't remember a time where I ever lost, right. you know what I mean, streetwise, ever, ever. Oh, I st like I said, I still hear the stories, but when I really realized that 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 um, I had something in me, I was something when I when I started boxing, you know? When I really, I look at boxing as something that organized, 
compared to Street Fighter. Street Fighter, you just, you're loose, you're a wild card. But when you regularly get into the boxing ring, you become organized, you know, it's a structure, it's a discipline. It requires a certain standard to be able to compete and do it up in here. So uh, when I realized that I had I, I had ability and talent is uh, when I first came into the gym, when I had my first sparring session, I would say. Because when I came in, it wasn't this one, but when I came into the gym in general, my whole mentality was to become a, a journeyman. Because the only reason I got into boxing because of my daughter that was born with spina bifida. Mm -hmm. And uh, it led me to the gym, you know what I mean? Uh, I always uh, wanted to be a professional athlete. And, and being here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, we saw football. That was one of the biggest things. And you know, what you see, you want to be. Especially when people coming around and showing their love and their support. You want to be part of that. And that's I wanted to be a part of my society. And that's what my society looked like. Athlete, uh, being an athlete, doing athletic things, sports, and different things like that. But no, I understand what you're saying, right. and and you've talked, you spoke on your daughter a number yeah. of times. You know what I'm saying? You right. spoke on your daughter a number of times, and why you started boxing. But there's a point that I'm a boxer, and there's a point that can't nan do whoop me in this yeah. world. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, there was, was there, there, it, it was a point when you walked into this shit, right. and they nan <laughs> I'm gonna go between these ropes and right. whoop my ass no more. Like, right. when did you become you? Yeah, you have to forgive me because sometimes I can paint a picture and sometimes I can get too far along to paint yeah, a picture. No, bro, like, what we, the hell we was saying? It sounds good to say, like, I ain't never lose no fight I knew. But there was a point where I'm about to be, yeah. and now with, with Google, I. You got a lot of money. Mm. <laughs> you, you said, like, you don't whoop so many people's asses that uh, your, your kids kids are separate. Right. When did you know that you were going to be yeah. that? Well, I knew that when I um, I walked up in the ring. Like I said, I was trying to be a journeyman. A journeyman is someone that become a professional with no experience oh, to okay. maybe five, ten, you know, fights. Yeah. Very, very little bouts. And I wanted to come in and be a journeyman because I needed money for my daughter. Mm -hmm. But during this, at the same time, that was around 2006, but during at the same time, the, Olympic, the Olympics was coming up mm -hmm. in 08. And they had the trials the, to get to the Olympics in 2007 where you had to go through different tournaments and stuff like that. So I really had to make a decision what I wanted to do. And when I do things, it's for the long run, it's for the long term of things. Even when I invest, I invest for the long term instead right. of the short term of things. Although I needed money now for my daughter, I felt like what made sense, you know, to be a journalist or to go amateur and proceed on that. And I knew I had something because when I when I wanted to be a journalist, I had spoiled one of the pros here. I would spar with nothing but pros. And we had one guy, he was Nice size, you know what I'm saying? Bald teeth with, I'm bald head with gold teeth. So he'll chuck at you when you, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? We got so, them in the NO. Yeah, yeah for so, sure. So uh, I remember uh, my coach putting me in the, in the ring with him, and this is my first sparring session. I wanted to see how, how we match out because sometimes when people come in in the business of boxing, they think this is what they want to do, but they don't know what they're getting into because some people can get past the workout but not get past the sparring. Right. Some people can get past the sparring, but can't get past the workout. We knew I could get past the workout. You know, uh, I work, you know, my trainer looked at me, he said, not only do you work hard when I'm looking, but 
when I'm not looking, you work even harder. And he knew I was special for then, so now he wanted to see what type of skill set that I have. You know, we see the work ethic, but we want to see what type of skills you have. You know, and um, so we got in there with one of the one of the big heavyweights up in there, one of the biggest in the gym, and, and, and looked the toughest, you know what I mean? And uh, once we got in there, when the bell rung, I laid him out in a couple of seconds. Yeah. As he laid on his back, he lifted his head up, he looked at me, he looked at my trainer. He looked at me, he looked back at my trainer. He looked at me and smiled, he said, keep him in here, he's strong. Yeah. So from that point, it kind of built, it built up confidence. It build up excitement for me, like, I can't believe, you know what I'm saying? I can't, I, I, you know. I dropped it. Dropped this guy, you know what I mean, in boxing and stuff like that, because it's, it's two different worlds. Being in the streets and then coming here, being, you know, something organized and getting inside this ring where it takes discipline and skill set, you know, and a mindset and a heart to win. So when I discovered that, man, from that point on, because of that confident booster of me seeing that, I can do this, and I ain't been in here this long, and I'm already dropping, uh, you know, a heavyweight on there. I mean, the skies was the limits for me. We we understood that I had I had something special, you know what I mean, that that couldn't be taught. You know what I mean? It's God-given, and that's God-given power, where I can touch a guy with one punch and, and, and get him out of there, you know? And um, from that point on, we started ending into the amateur uh, rankings um, because I felt like, I could double my money if I go through the amateur rankings and potentially make the Olympics team, mm -hmm. get out the Olympics team and, and get a, a big promotion company and get a big signing um, deal. So that'll help us out even more than just going on this journey or trying to climb to the top, not really knowing anyone, you know what I mean? Because it's all about who you know in this world and not what you know. And that's from all aspects and, and, and uh, you know, and all things combined around, you know, when you're trying to get to certain places. And um, so I took that route and I made the Olympics team in a year and a half. Win the bronze. Medal all yeah. in a year and a half. After that, I went professional in 2008. Then from there, got my title. Longest reigning champion, 10 consecutive time, time with Muhammad Ali, surpassing a lot of the, the former greats. And uh, the rest is history from there. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DEFENSE to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DEFENSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. I know it's crazy to hear, to, to hear you kind of tell that story and say the rest is history because in reading up on you, you almost didn't make it to that history with, with having your daughter and you know, having to take care of her. Obviously, you know, you mentioned her having spina bifida, but there's a story about you having a, a gun in your lap mm. and, and thinking about taking your own life. Yeah, we had sure. Ken Griffey on, and we had that same type of conversation. But listening to you now, you sound so strong. You, you do speak with a wisdom that comes from experience, comes from implementing that in your life. Yes, sir. What was it that made you make the decision that you still wanted to be here when you're in that moment with the gun on your lap? It's just, just the, 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 the point of uh, me wanting to achieve greatness. I always say, and I'll forever say, we all have greatness in us, but greatness is only determined by service. Yeah. And every day I apply that service to my life. You know, the inevitable chases us every day. So that's why it's a blessing that when we wake up, it's a blessing. You know, that's what they're saying. It's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing. Why is it a blessing to be alive? Because we defeated death. 
Wow. <laughs> the inevitable chases us every day. We don't realize that. You know, we just think, oh, we're just going, and if we don't get sick and all that, we're going to be good. I mean, nah. The leading cause of death is false. You know, uh... You can easily, every day you can wake up and go use the bathroom. Same thing, routine. So one day you slip on, on something, on some water or whatever on the floor, and you hit your head on the toilet, and it's over with. But isn't that different, though, D, than you thinking about doing it yourself? You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing if we are walking to the bathroom and that happens. Someone as strong as you yeah. that had been through as much as you had been through, having a daughter to take care of, yeah. like, isn't it... A, a different thing when you say to yourself, I'm going through and dealing with so much, I'd rather not be here. Yeah, during that time, I, I was dealing with a lot. You know, I was dealing with uh, depression. I was dealing with, you know, what caused depression was the fact that my life wasn't going like I planned it to go. You know what I mean? I didn't expect to have a child at a, at a young age like I had it. I know that due to certain actions, this would you know, this is what would happen if you did it. But, you know, um, during that time, I not only I, I had my I had a daughter, but she was born with spina bifida. And then during that time, me and her mother wasn't really getting along. You know, it was a point in time where she was threatening to take my daughter away from me and different things like that. And I couldn't understand why would you do that when she already have a difficult life ahead of her already going to be set. Why would you cause confusion on that, you know? And then dealing with work, I always was that type of person. I had that mindset that when I had certain jobs, I was the type of person that felt like I was always an entrepreneur. And I, I always, when I worked jobs, I like this. I felt out of place. I felt like this is this is not what I. I'm supposed to be working for myself. I'm supposed to be making money for myself, for my family. You know, I've always had that mentality, and you know, working different jobs and not really doing what you want to do have plans for doing and then dealing with certain things at home man it one time she you know she took the child and she ended up moving somewhere and all that you know what i mean it, it really was difficult for me because that was the love of my life my daughter was yeah. and she was a special child born with a special need so it is nothing like a father mothers are very important true enough they carry the baby nine months or less you know what I mean? Depending on the stress level of them and, 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 and certain things that in life. But a father, we are, we, we are the key to it all. You know what I mean? Some certain kids do certain things in the world just to be disciplined, just for somebody to tell them not to do this, not to do that. Right. You know, I have certain kids like, man, I, I wish I had a daddy to whoop me or discipline me yeah. or do certain things. And you know, and it, just certain things throughout my life, I just I didn't understand I couldn't handle. So, you know, in my head, it felt like if I ain't, it's better to not be here than to be here. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so that would have gone on the lap, you know, it's like, it's a contemplating thing, contemplating, contemplating to do, you know what I mean? You would just try to convince yourself to pick it up. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you'll hold it, you'll feel it, you'll feel the format, the, the figuration of it, you'll feel the shape of it. All that, and then you know you'll let it go. You'll think about something. Then you just building that nerve up to put it to your head. I visualize putting it to the head, just pulling the trigger. You know what I mean? Uh, but then something else always would come over me when I think negative. You know, I think that's why I'm such a positive person now because of some of the negative things that I've been through in my life. And certain times when I think negative, I would go take cold showers, and I would that would relieve me. That would change my mindset. 
you know, and my mind would go on a different thing and I would, I would sleep it off. And then once I sleep it off, I have a different mindset and um, I can attack, I can, att I can approach the situation a little different. You talk about vibes, energy, <clears throat> emotions. I know I saw where uh, this past March, I believe, you visited Arrhythmia, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, wellness retreat to get your mind right. I want to know, you know, how was that experience and how has that experience, detail that experience for us, mm -hmm. but how has that helped you and how does it still help you to this point? Oh, man. You know, going to Arrhythmia, uh, and we went to Costa Rica, me and my wife. Doing, going to Rivnia was, uh, was an amazing experience for me. You know, the saying is that you may not get what you plan on getting, but you, you, you'll take away what you need. What you need, right. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't see what I wanted to see, but I, I, I got exactly what I need. You know, everybody had a different experience, you know, uh, 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 a different path, a different confirmation and clarification of what was going on in their, in their life. And for me, you know, uh, I need, uh, I was seeking certain things. I was seeking confirmation. I was seeking clarification of my own life and what journey that I'm on or if I'm on the right path and the right journey. Right. And I feel like this facility, this place, would give me some type of guidance or some type of confirmation let me know if I'm in the right place in my life. Certain people don't want to know what's ahead of them or, or where they are, you know what mm. I mean? That's up to them, you know? For me, I love to know, understand what's going on because although we may see things or hear things, we can also change our course and path. I mean, For we sure. can change our course between that path as well, you know what I mean? So with our action and our decision making on certain things, and being there, it just gave me a lot of confirmation. It brought me a lot of happiness. It brought, you know, and that's what I, that's one of the things I was going there as well for, you know, instilling that happiness. Finding within, the happiness within myself, allowing me to understand, you know, my course and what God have put me, uh, a situation that he put me in. For he said he give his strongest task to his strongest warrior, that he should not put no more on you that you can't bear. Right. And, and, I got everything I needed out of there. And it allowed me even still to this day to hold that inner self happiness and, 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 and have that peace of mind, you know what I mean? Because I know where my journey leads and, and the confirmation and clarity that I received from Ripnia. Did adversity and those previous bouts take you there? Or was it wanting to know if you would ever be champion again? and doing everything in your soul that you could possibly do to get that clarity to say, you know what, I belong right here. This is where I want to be. Was that part of it? Well, it was a lot of different factors that uh, led me to go there. Um, mostly dealing with um, just life itself. You okay. know, I've obtained so much um, success within the business of boxing. I've uh, invested my money very well to the point I don't need the business. The business need me. I'm on the opposite end of it. Okay. And mostly 98% of fighters don't have the show for it after it's over with, you know? And uh, for me, it was, uh, like I said, needing clear confirmation of certain things uh, in, in everyday life, you know what I mean? Not only just in my career, you know? Of course, I wanted to 
to see what was ahead of me in my career. Uh, I was very, um, I'm a very open-minded person anyway. I tell people my mind's so big, a spaceship could fit in it. That's how open-minded I am. You know what I mean? Although I'm from a small place, but my mind is not narrow-minded. It's very open. And, um, and I was looking for a lot of different things out of there. You know what I mean? And uh, I got just what I needed. I made a commitment that uh, each and every year that I would I would visit Ribnia and uh, continue my journey of seeking, you know, happiness, seeking peace, because all that lies within. You know, many people would think that money and financial things bring happiness and peace, and it doesn't. Right. You know, sometimes those things bring even more problems to you. You know, and um, it's all about how you handle certain things and decision making. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of different things combined together. You, you uh, experienced ayahuasca? Oh yeah, most definitely. Just give us a quick snippet before Channing gets what, into it. What is ayahuasca? It's it's somewhere you drink DMT, and DMT is the is the highest formation of uh, hallucination. Mm. Well, they they got something else that's higher than that, but they only make it. It's only in Africa, you know, a certain plant that you can only get in Africa it makes it higher than DMT. But it's a it's a, a, a hallucination, it's just like mushrooms, yeah. but different. Aaron you know, it's Rogers, a higher form. It was Aaron Rodgers, I think Will Smith. Mm -hmm. They've spoke about it. Right. What, is it really Ayahuasca? like that? Yes. You got to have what is called a, a certified showman. Right. Yeah, to, stay, to, to kind of guide you through it. Correct, correct. So they they had like maybe three showmans in there, and they had the master showman. And um, ayahuasca is, is deal with a lot of different plants and and uh, ingredients to form this type of thick medicine. And with being with the medicine, it works strongly with nothing that's in your stomach. So uh, being that rhythmia, you had to have a, 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 a real strict diet. They only had salads, right? I saw that. Big fish, kale, all you know, organic. juice, all organic stuff. Like I got so sick of, sick and tired of eating that stuff. Like, cause I, I kept getting hungry right. all the time because it was digesting in me so fast. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, what is this and that? And then you can only eat breakfast and lunch. There's no dinner. So you going all day long with no dinner. So by the time you get out of there, and we would get, this would be like a 12-hour. Uh, um, um, uh, session. So by the time you get out of there, you, you definitely hungry. But they did that because they wanted all the medicine to be in you so it can be more effective for you. And uh, when you drink this stuff, like, it's the most bitter taste that you ever, you know, sometimes they, I, I <laughs> should... It gave me chills, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> because they say sometimes when you think about think about the past and uh, old situations and the emotions that came from it, you can still feel it when you think of it. And, you know, that's good or bad. So when I thought about it, I could only think of the taste <laughs> and how it felt. But, you know, every, and, and, you know, to see, sometimes I would look at other people as they drink and just see their faces and stuff. That would be hilarious, <laughs> you know. But when the medicine started working, hearing all the chants that's going on with the shawmen, the smoke, the sound, the dancing, man, you start seeing all kinds of stuff. Really? And the thing about it is everybody's just in there on their own journey. So right. you, you may see all, yeah, man, right. you it ain't me. You, I seen all types of different things with people, the way they responded to the medicine, how they act, you know, how they would look, you know what I mean? Some would look possessed, some would be in a Right. Dancing and all, you know what I'm saying? One time the moon smiled at me and I knew I was at the right place. At the right time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because Aaron Rodgers has been criticized heavily for it. Mm. Like they making jokes about the man and all that. Why? 
he like, attributes his two MVPs, the past two to MVPs. That, yeah. to but, him. but why, like, why go there? Why did you feel as if you need to? I don't even know how to say it. Ayahuasca? Yeah, ayahuasca. Why did you ayahuasca? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I drink because I know what drinking gonna do. I smoke and smoking gonna do. Like, why did you ayahuasca? Right, because I, I wanted, to, I wanted for one, you know, I, I will hear all the benefits that came out of uh, from it from different people that have uh, went there and the time when they went there and the, and, and, and from their visit been there and, and when they are leaving, they are. It always changes people. You know, I had my chef, and I had a couple of uh, other friends that have done it as well. I done had people where they went full dreaded, and after this over, cut all their hair off because they seen something in their path that exposed them to them. That if you keep going down this path, this is a certain thing. Everybody got to get a different experience because your 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 path is different from I from I yeah. you know anyone else. So you get so many different things. This one woman said it was her. She's not gonna be reincarnated no more. She saw where she was the last of her reincarnation, where she seen where all the souls go to, and she was riding a dragon and stuff like that. My wife, she felt she found out her spirit animal and stuff like that. She had a lot of different things going on with her. Everybody have different things. I done heard some crazy stories, but. You know, I only say crazy, and I use that in the term of exciting, right. because nothing is crazy. You know what I mean? And, and, and if you understand, then you know the saying is, "What's understood don't have to be explained." Yeah. You know, and the reason I did it for confirmation and clarity of of making sure that I'm going down the right path, I wanted it to show me what what's what's ahead of me. You know, almost type of you know predicting the future for me. Let me see what's in my future. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um and and i and I'm a type of person that that uh when I see certain things I I, I was I was curious of of how it worked and what it was. So I started doing research on it before I went out there and certain people that have uh, done it before, other celebrities, other just people in general that was doing it and their their testimony about it. So, you know, that allowed me to want to do it as well. Some of my people didn't want me to do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my doctor, he was like, man, I got to come with you, man. My wife's like, yeah, I ain't going to let you go by yourself. I'm like, all right, if y'all come, y'all got to do it. Right. I don't need, I don't need no, no, no babysitter. I don't yeah. need moral support when it comes to this. You know what I mean? I'm good. So if you coming, you got to do it. My doctor bad out, bagged out when I did that. But my wife, she's like, I'm for it. And I'm, I'm glad she came because it makes you stronger as a couple as well. You know, um, this stuff have made certain couples that have been divorced get back together because of certain things. It have made certain people change their lifestyle because of uh, certain actions, uh, events that they have seen. And it just humbles you in a certain type of way. It's just a freakish way that when you experience this and after the experience of it, your mindset is different. Right. <laughs> The way, ah, shoot, the outlook of the world is so different. It's like bringing more clarity and love up in your heart and confirmation and all the things that you, all the things that you can figure out how to get rid of certain hurt, heartaches, certain trauma that has happened, even to so, so many people, certain people that said that they love you. It kind of put that forgiveness in your heart that you can move on with your life. You know, you said, um, you know, you said what's understood don't have to be explained. And you said that, you said that in front of the camera before, and it was, uh, you know, it was followed by uh, Till This Day. Mm. And you, 
I think sometimes when we watch people do their jobs, we get an opinion of who they are. Mm. We get an opinion of how they live life, of how they think. And because you do have one punch, knockout power, you almost seem like a brute. Yeah. Right? It's like, nah, this dude just, <laughs> he just a killer. Like, he just walk in there, he, he you know, he Euro stepping folks yeah. and punching them. And right, so you think, and then I remember because people made it a meme or made it all these different things, mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily know what it was about until I read up about it. Mm -hmm. And you come from Tuscaloosa. Me and your brother have had many phone calls. And we talked about growing up in Louisiana, growing up in Alabama, what it's like to be a black man there, what it's like to, to deal with the certain, uh, the certain things you have to deal with, the discrimination yes, and those different things. And that was the time you were asked a question about that. You were fighting, you were entering the biggest fight of your life. Mm. You could have been all about Deontay Wilder. You could have been all about boxing. But you took that time to say, you know what our people have been dealing yes, with. Sir. And it's still going on. Why was it so important to you that you made that statement? You know, for me and my career and having a platform where I can speak and people listen to what I say and take heed to every word that I say. And sometimes, you know... If they love what I say, they apply it to life. You know what I'm saying? That knowledge, they apply it to life, you know? And for me to have a platform and to be in a position where I can speak freely, you know, how I want to speak on all types of subjects, it allows me to move further and just to speak about the ingest, to speak about our people and how we've been treated and still being treated. How we've been treated hundreds of years ago, and how we still, ain't nothing changed, you know, still to this day. And I say to this day, you know, it's still certain things go on. And if you haven't experienced it or your culture haven't experienced it or you haven't been judged just because of the color you are and not the characteristic that you possess, then you'll never understand what we mean by that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you'll never know what it is, what it feels like to always have to be aware of your surrounding when you go in a certain place or a neighborhood or something like that because you're in a danger zone. They done put you in a danger zone to where they don't want to see you ex exist. They don't want to see your kind exist. So when you have someone that's strongly, strong to have a strong opinion about certain things, to, to put certain words out there to get people to understand or maybe change their mindset away on looking at a certain subject or whatever, then you have me to be able to, because certain athletes won't dare touch on certain subjects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they have a cloud over their head that any time that can rain on a parade. Mm. But for me, I don't have that white cloud over my head. So when I say something, it raining on my parade. I run my own, you know what I mean? I dictated my career a long time ago. You know what I mean? I took a hand and took hold of my career a long time ago. So with that being said, I have more uh, freedom of speech of what I want to say and what I want to talk about. And, you know, I love speaking up for, 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 for my people. You know what I mean? I, I, I tell people all the time, I love all people. But there has been no other people that has been done, no other race that has been done so wrong and so long than our race. And that's just facts. Bottom line, I used to always feel why we was the people, was the ones to have to suffer so much heartache and pain and still have to, to this day, because of intimidation and fear. You know, mm -hmm. it's crazy how you can get a group of people, they can gather around, let's say a local grocery store, they can gather around and party and commune with each other and be happy. But when we do the same thing, nice fun or whatever, the police will break us up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Anytime we gathering around and saying we love each other, oh, that's that's something wrong with that. Right. Quick, I had something else, but now you you got on you got on down this path. 
But like Colin Kaepernick, man, man got fired because he tried to speak out against that. You weren't you weren't always the way you could be. The the two and oh, the two and oh Deontay wasn't the 30 and oh Deontay. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like when when did you feel as if you could really speak out and really really be there for your people in at with the platform, like you're saying, the platform that you have? Because at some point it had to click. Most definitely. You know, coming up, it was it was mostly uh getting myself out of poverty, getting my family out of poverty. Yeah. So I was kind of selfish to myself, still. Uh, bothered by my principles, my morals and goals, you know, since standing for something, because if you don't stand for something, you know you'll fall for anything. And uh, my mom and dad didn't raise no fool, you know what I mean? I stood for something, and I knew I always had that passion. That's why I speak with passion. That's why, you know, certain things that I do is with passion out of me. And, and, and you know, coming up that way, it was all for my daughter. I was trying to build something for her. Your you daughter? That, that was your first baby? My yeah. first. She made you, bro. Mm. Am I lying? Constantly bro, you know, talking when, about... Like, in this interview, I've heard, I've heard other interviews, bro. You talk about her so much. I love like, my children, man. But your first daughter, that yeah. was the one that had spina bifida. Most definitely. If you didn't give birth to her, you wouldn't... I, in my mind, let me know if I'm wrong. I don't know if you, if we sitting in this room I right now. I don't know what, and I've told her that before. You're giving me chills. One time, my 11-year-old came to me. She said, Dad... She said, Naya making posts, uh, and she's crying. I'm like, hold up, she's crying? Why is she crying about I don't know. Uh, I like, I like, so then it started clicking. I like, because, you know, she's got a great life. The only thing she can be crying about is her condition and stuff like that. And I saw the uh, post that she did, and she, and she was like, and, and next year it's going to get even worse. And what she's talking about is, is, is having a condition and kids being mean, you know what I mean? They start meddling with her, start picking at her because of her condition, because she walked differently, uh, may do things differently because of her, because of having spina bifida. You know, you know, certain kids are just cruel, man. And 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 I knew that she would be able to have to deal with certain trials and tribulations of being a child that was born with spina bifida, especially when you're going to high school, especially when you get in high school. You know what I mean? And I came up to her, I said, Naya, I'm like, why are you crying, baby? Why, why are you making all these videos you putting out here to the world to see your, your hurt and your feeling sorry for yourself? I said, don't you know that if it wasn't for you, daddy wouldn't be here? Daddy wouldn't be doing this. I don't know what I'd be doing. Mm. Many things I had, many goals, many plans I had set for myself, but who know what? And, but with her, it was an extra drive for me. I used to wear a dog chain on me. Every tournament, every state, every city I went to, I had to represent who I was doing it for, my daughter. You know what I mean? And to the point one time I said, I can't carry it, I can't fight. I want to fight with this in the ring. It'll make me even stronger because I felt like she was with me, although she couldn't travel with me, so I ended up getting it tattooed on me. Mm. At one point in time, it was so fresh that the tattoo looked so fresh <laughs> <laughs> that the referee said, take off your chain, you got to <laughs> That bit was still pissed. Yeah, I said, this ain't coming off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let, well, listen, happy dad. Yeah, yeah, you were happy dad. Yes, you, you know what I'm saying? You about to, you, you, you about to wear, wear, uh, what, the Nordic? Nightmares yes, ass sir. out, so you can't drink one. But we, but we gonna drink a happy dad. But bro, go back to commercial. Yeah, but no, but no. But as I as I open this happy dad, 
Bro, I heard you was riding in the Budweiser truck at one point. Oh, man. Man, just told us that in Tuscaloosa. I though. heard you were riding yeah. it, but the dude we went to eat before we came over here, the dude said, oh, Deontay, you should deliver, deliver beer here. Yeah. Bro, you were riding, and I heard, let me know if I'm wrong, you were sleeping in a Budweiser truck. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, what, I, what was I, that? Cause we, we going back now. But yeah, what was that? man. Memory lane. You know, it, and it makes me smile because the only 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 way you 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 can uh, you can appreciate the the good is going through the bad. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't understand. It's good to go through bad certain situations. Life itself is it, life brings certain things. You're gonna have the good. You're gonna have the bad. And if you can endure the bad, then the the good is easy. That's the only way you can appreciate what it really feels like to appreciate something, to have something, to hold it tight. I remember when $100 was so precious to me. It's like a million dollars to me because I don't know when I was going to see this again. Maybe the next pay. Excuse me. Maybe the next too much of the happy dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was sneaking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got something heard. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just appreciate I remember just holding $100 and, and, and holding that until I get paid. Well, by the time I spend all my bills, I don't have I have a hundred dollar less just to go through the whole weekend. Most of that was dealing with gas and stuff yeah. like that. You were you were delivering uh, beer. Mm -hmm. You were sleeping. Mm -hmm. I heard. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me know the story. Yeah. Delivering yeah. beer, sleeping in the beer truck. What what part of your life was that? Because that's a story I've heard at least two or three times. Right. Yeah, I had to. I, I was sleeping in the beer truck um, only when I got off of work, not on the job. You know what I mean? I, I would have uh, multiples accounts, and uh, sometimes depending on what day of the week, you can have, man, you can have 20 accounts and going deeper down in the south. So you can start a, a 6 o'clock day and get finished at 6 o'clock p.m. Mm. I done done 15 hours before on the truck. You know what I mean? Going, uh, being on a new route and learning that routine or that route, I mean, or that route and, and going to different customers and stuff like that to the point, you know, I got home, I got to the warehouse real late, you know, probably around about 10 o'clock or something like that. You know, I was the last truck coming in, but I had to get everything done. But most of the time, once I got finished early, because I'm a hustler, man, I was, I, I'm in and out. I'm a type of person that the dolly only holds really 10 safely. But you can put 12 and get away with it, but I will put 15 on there. Right. <laughs> 15 because I was tall and I was using every part of my body. So I'm like this right here, putting that motherfucker in. Where the cool at? And I would be, you know, I would carry kegs on my shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Going up different things. I would use my work as a, uh, a workout, you know, early workout to where I get to the gym. And sometimes when I would get off early, I would just take the truck to the gym and I would sleep there and get me a workout in before I go in because they didn't like you coming in too early. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I would time it right out so when I came in, I can be able to do my paperwork and then go home without having any type of penalties or having to go out and help somebody else or something like that because I came came in so early. So, yeah, I used to part, man, uh, at the gym, used to have a big Budweiser Bud Light truck advertising right outside <laughs> of the gym. And there you go, there, there where you would find me in there sleeping and, and different things until it was ready to time to go in because, because of the wear and tear that I had to do with work and stuff like that. And then go to the gym. Work. I mean, like, you, t you, you, you bring us there, and that brings me to... Honestly, I can't say it's what made Deontay Wilder, but 
I think it's what made you a household name around the world. Mm. You had one of the greatest trilogies in boxing history mm -hmm. against Tyson Fury. It's actually where I met you. I was sitting on the sofa, uh, <laughs> waiting for first take, and I was sitting down, the sofa was low as hell. You know, and I knew you was big before you walked in there, <laughs> but you walked in and you stood up over me. I had to stand up and dab you all because I was like, he ain't gonna little man me for real. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How, how, how you dab? I was like, did? I hit him like, I was like, what's up? <laughs> you baby hug. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, man, and 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 I remember it was uh it was out, it was a Steelers reunion. Mm. It was the reunion of when we won uh the Super Bowl, man, and we were there and we were all watching on my phone. Me. Peasy, Troy Palomalu, all these people. And I remember when you dropped him, mm. right? It's the first fight and you drop him. And I was like, it's over. I was like, it's a wrap. Because until that point, at that point, we had never seen anybody get up. Yeah. Right, it was the first time. And, and then he gets up and you guys fight to a draw. What is it like, man, to be involved, for you to be a world-class elite fighter, fighting another world-class elite fighter three times like that? What was that experience? The experience was, was amazing, you know what I mean? Um, going through the, the uh, training camps and the different uh, trials and errors of that, you know, dealing with my weight, trying to come up with a strategic plan of weights and stuff like that. And, you know, you had so many different opinions of, uh, of you know, trainer, manager and all that, and everyone wanted to see a certain type of piece. So you're getting drawn here and here and there and stuff, trying to figure out certain things, but that's just part of the business, but overall it was an amazing experience just to uh, have to uh, break your mind down, break your body down, um, and, and be able to uh, prepare all these months for only for one fight, right. one one point of night in time. You know, it, it was a lot. It was a lot of wear and tear on the body. You know, a fighter is never 100% when entering the ring right. because of the training part of things. There's always a lot of wear and tear, sore, aches and pains and stuff like that. And you just got to know how to maneuver around those things with your doctors and, and certain things. You got to know how to take breaks and uh, 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 and relax a little bit to get those muscles back up or you can you, you can you can find yourself injured. Do you have a lot of respect for Tyson Fury? I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, you know what I mean? Bro. Certain things that he did, you know what I'm saying? Which I, I like I tell people, I only handle what I could have control over. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The things that, that I don't have control over, you know, I bruh, deal with it. But, bro, like, to his point, bro, we didn't see you knock out a bunch of people, and the only person that did knock you down was Tyson. Yeah. Like, what, what, why, why is he such a hard? But you had to, yeah, because of the things I've been saying. I don't, I'm not gonna repeat what I've been saying. I've been keeping the data of what I've been saying to be true. These are nothing that I'm just assuming or whatever. These are facts yeah. that we know, and we have proof of that. Yeah. And then you'll get certain come to, well, if he did certain things, if he cheated or whatever, why he don't go to the authorities? Are you stupid? Why would I go to the authorities when I have an opportunity to make millions of dollars right. and take a situation in my own hands? I got an opportunity to bring pain to a man and get paid to do it. Now, if I go to the authorities and show proof of of certain things, then what's the worst? He getting locked up and we ain't getting paid? Now, they ain't doing nobody no good. Mm -hmm. So what's the point of going to the authorities when it, 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 that ain't gonna do nothing for me when I can get paid and, and receive justice? Mm. You know what I mean? It's certain things that we know. And um, I know people on the outside looking at what don't understand. It's a business. In this business, 
Many people tried to cheat me. Mm. Many people put things in their body to make it do things that they don't want supposed to do. Many people loaded their gloves with certain things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can go on and on about certain things, but at the end of the day, God is good because at the end, at, at, through it all, it made me stronger, it made me bigger. You know what I mean? And, and it made you richer. Come on. Real quick, I gotta ask you about the kid, because I got some advice for you. I know how to make babies too. Yes, sir. But why you wear that big ass metal shit that that that, that fight? Would you put that big shit on your head? I mean, for me, it's all about it's all it's it's let me if, for me, it's all you know, I understand the fight and stuff like that, but you gotta understand we risk our lives for y'all under entertainment. Yeah. I so heard with you that say being that so with that being said, you gotta be able to be happy in whatever you do, no matter what you're wearing, no matter what you what you doing. You know what I mean? I it's certain thing I gotta be happy with what I wanna do, and for me, it's like it's a show. Yeah. So I want to put on the show. So I want to wear certain things that never been worn before, do things that never been done before, perfecting my art and craft of what I want to do. I mean, I'm a man. I make man decisions. I know yeah. certain things, and I, I, I accept the consequences behind my actions, mm -hmm. good or bad. And that's why I do, I do, and have done the things that I've done. Yeah. And that's your, that's your decision. People got to understand certain things wasn't in my power. <laughs> so that, that brings me yeah. to a perfect. They'll never understand what I mean by that. Right. Things are not in your power. It wasn't in my, you know what I'm saying? I'd have been drugged in this business. I'd have been cheated. A lot of guys done cheated, uh, put things in their body and stuff like that. This is the business of boxing. People gonna do whatever they feel they need to do to get to the top. Right. You talking about a business that's been ran, ran by the mob and run by the still run by the mob. You understand me? So with that being said, it's, it's just like the way it's just like like the laws of the streets. If you're gonna be doing street activity, you gotta abide by the rules that come with it. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> with that, D, before we get to your next fight, fight, which is uh, coming up soon. Uh, I have one question because you said, you know, men, how to make men decisions, mm -hmm. you know, and I know boxing, it seems like an individual sport, unlike football and what we, what we do, what mm. we've done. Uh, you have a lot of say, so you got your trainers, you know, you got your coaches, etc. You bulked up to fight Tyson mm. in his last fight. Do you regret putting on those additional five pounds? How did that affect you? And I guess I don't want to give too many secrets before the next fight. But um, do you, are you down from that, or do you, are, are you still carrying that weight? Anything I have done in my life, I, I, I've done it, and I've done it with the, with the expectation of having no regrets, or I wouldn't have done it in the first place. Okay. I'm a man uh, of calculation. You know what I mean? I'm a man of uh, strategic planning and strategic movement. You know, so when I do things... I make sure I don't regret it, you know what I mean? Because if you, re if you do things and you know you're going to regret it, you're only bringing hindrance to yourself, you know what I mean? I don't want to hinder myself because I already have a heavy load on me. You know what I'm saying? Be the, being, being, the, being the money maker of the family, you know what I mean? Not only just the family, I help so many people outside of my family that I don't advertise. I don't look to see publicity for and stuff like that. It's just like one woman I, I helped in a, in a rural area with her family. And she said, why you don't have media out here, cameras and stuff? I took her to the side because I see the other, other people, uh, a crowd of people looking in. Maybe they wanted to know the same question as her. And I pulled to the side. I said, ma'am, 
I know what I've done for you. You know what I've done for you, and God know what I've done for you mm. today. And that's all the publicity I need. And besides, I'm going to put you on there when you come up. I'm right. going to let the world see you and, and these million followers and stuff like that see you when you when you in the all at your, at your high. Right. Yeah. Not when you at your low. Because I know what, when you at the bottom, it got to be embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And why would I put you out there like that? But no, you so strategic. Why don't you pull out? <laughs> Eight kids, like bro, like you, like bro, and you, you, you spitting facts. I swear to God, like bro, I tell you, and I don't, you know, like just, just it's pull your hips back. You feel a tingle when you feel the tingle. Say how you doing? Just pull it back, <laughs> <laughs> bro. It ain't that hard. It's that. Man. Oh. Yes, sir. <laughs> What about, the, kids? what about the pre-con, though? Eight kids. <laughs> man, it ain't no pre-con. That's the word. People with eight babies talk about pre-con. Man, that pre hey. Yeah, that pre-con got some cum in it. No, I'm telling you. that's I'm dog telling slobber. You. Yeah, no. That's dog slobber. But that, that more lethal. <laughs> hey, this chain hey. on chain, man. Hey, he said he wanted. The man said, hey, the man said he got 80, he want 12. <laughs> you ain't Facts. trying to, bro. You ain't doing this. Facts. You, and, uh, uh, nine, nine, uh, nine days, I'm keeping it in because, <laughs> hey, for real. I mean, it ain't no great feeling in keeping it in, having sex and being able to keep it in. So when you That's bust, you get life. all the sensation. Hey, come on with it, man. Come on, man. So when you pull out, you get you, that tissue come back like, God. <laughs> and then you got to worry about it if you nutting or not. <laughs> Ain't hey, Chad, Chad, can we get to October 15th, man, man, Saturday, man? My bad, I had to ask, man, man, I got eight. I'm like, yeah, damn, eight? That man, hey. bro, you so quick in the ring. The Euro step you talked about, I'm like, man, you can Euro step and hit in the face? Right. You can do this. Yes, sir. Say <laughs> <laughs> only one, three steps. <laughs> hey, listen, I know we, we got to get to the fight, man. But, you know, you talked about being a protector. You know, that's family, you talk yes, about sir. the black community, being grateful for the things you've got in your life. Uh, Caleb O'Connor, the guy who did your statue, yes. you know, he called it the vow. You're a man of your words, that's what you stand on. I want to know what that moment unveiling meant to you and, and for your family. Oh, man. You know, certain things, people say, you know, certain things you just, you don't have words for. And sometimes I even say with myself that my vocabulary is not big enough to express the true feeling of how I felt. You know, it was a very emotional state uh, for me to be presented that statue, um, to see so many people all over the world to come and, and commune with us and to gather and, and, and celebrate that moment in time with me and my loved ones and my children to see women and men break down, to tell their children this is what a real king is. This is motivation right here. This is how, who you want to look up to. Because, you know, as men, especially black men, we are taught to show no love. That love will get you killed. We are taught uh, certain things that you can't cry or you're weak or whatever. And when you get older and you realize that crying is only, only cleansing, you're cleansing your body. It's okay to cry. Right. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? You just don't let nobody cry on your shoulder because you are taking their burdens. It's the transformation of energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You understand know yeah. me? Yeah. So, but it's okay to cry and, and, you know, 
having that statue, being able to say all my accomplishments inside of the ring and outside of the ring, at least most of them has been set in stone within a statue. I've received my flowers at a young age of 36. I'm not dead, I'm not old, I'm not about to die. I'm well alive, you know, and, <laughs> and, and to receive my flowers now. And because you know we live in a time where they only, you only get your flowers when you're dead. Yeah. About to die, retired, you know what I mean? But I can smell them. Mm. I can smell every last one of them. And when they did that, especially here in the heart of Dixie, that's what I, that's the point I was trying to get to. They put a black warrior by the Black Warrior River. Yeah. They put it where clans used to hang, where blacks were prohibited to go in that area unless they was driven by whites to clean their homes. And up the street, they sold slaves. They still got the bank up there to this day where they sold slaves. It's a different building now, but just to think about all that and what transpired during that times and look at the times now in the heart of Dixon, I never would have thought in a million years uh, receiving a statue, but I would have never thought in a million years in the position and the placement of what state it would be placed in. You know what I'm saying? And with that being said and how the mayor would uh, expose to the audience of my, uh, of, of my accomplishments, I couldn't do nothing but, but, but share tears, mm. you know what I mean? I couldn't hold them back, and it was like an unbelievable feeling. And to go out and, and see the revealing, and one of my great friends, uh, Caleb O'Connor, he done a magnificent job, you know what I mean? My mother told me, it looked like he came out of my womb. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's an indescribable feeling, that was one of the reasons why uh, I, I came back. You know, I wasn't retired yet, I just didn't know what I was gonna do. I was 85% out and the rest in. But um, I knew what I, what I needed to do once presented that because of the people that I've tracked because of uh, certain events that occurred in front of my eyes with other children uh, from their parents giving me praises. You know, I like, I motivate so many people. I inspire so many people. You know, certain people live by every word that I say and they apply to their life. And if you apply with a knowledge to life, hey, you become wise. <laughs> and so, man. Even just thinking about that make me pause. And, oh, man. I got a bronze bummer, got a bronze statue. You mentioned that's what made you, that made you, that made you come back. Yes. Now we get to see you again. Most definitely. October 15th, Saturday. Ah, uh, man. What, what, what are we going to see? Are we, are we going to, are we going to get that treat of when we all sit by the TV and we're waiting for that explosion, we're waiting for that rage, we're waiting to see that look on your face where when you walk out, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's finna happen. Yeah. We get that back this uh, way. Most definitely. I go, I give it all, 110%. I tell people that I only have three years that I want to uh, dedicate myself to this, to this business, you know? Um, only three years, and you gotta understand, if you're a busy person, you understand years go by like months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You look up, saying you 30, then you 35, then 42, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like, dang, where have the time gone? You know, and and most time when media put things out, they'd rather be, they'd rather be uh, first than being correct, yeah. especially about certain things that I do and say. But I tell people I only have three years that I want to uh, dedicate myself wholeheartedly. Uh, that's what getting back to uh, having all the big fights and doing all the great things to get the fans what they want to see. Me getting back up in the ring, uh, risking my life for others' entertainment. I had to uh, gather my family. I had to gather my, my children. 
And I asked them before I got back, I like, Daddy, think about coming back. What y'all think? Just like my parents did us when they was getting a divorce. They had to gather them around to see what the family think because their opinion is, is precious to me. You know, these are my babies. These are uh, my fruits that it came from that good old fruit tree. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that uh, lingering fruit out. tree. <laughs> <laughs> that lingering yes, fruit sir. tree. <laughs> so I, I asked them, I like, Daddy thinking about coming back, what you think? And all my children, man, they looked at each other and stuff, and they, you know how they're crack about to get ready to smile, and all of them smiled. Their smiles were so big, and uh, I knew the confirmation of them. You know, they love seeing their daddy in action and fight. And then I had to turn to my wife, which is so supportive of me and anything that I do as I am of her, you know, like it should be. Should be. And um, she said, well, baby, whatever you want to do, I'm behind you. You know that, you know. And, um, you know, it's hard for me to look at it at times or whatever, but I know you love this, and um, I'm here for you. So I already got the confirmation. Uh, the acceptance from my family. So uh, uh, moving forward, it, it, it wasn't you know, it wasn't a hard decision to make, you know, to move forward. And this is what I want to do. And now that uh, me seeing the people that come, because I was selfish. My selfishness was dealing with just my family of making money and supporting them and building generation wealth, you know. Uh, and I did that. I did that successfully. And I still sit back and I like, oh my God. I did everything I said I was going to do. You know, I was very disciplined, especially with the finances and all I wanted to do. I did what I wanted to do. And, and, and here I am now, you know, back at it again, giving my all, dedicating my, myself one more time. And I'm doing it for the people. I'm a, it's a real, if I haven't been a, a true people champion, this definitely true people champion right here. Like I said, I was selfish. And when I seen certain events happen with the, the, the statue, I had to be selfish and then I had to come to being selfless and said, this ain't about my family no more. You know, this about everybody else. Everyone that looked like me and, 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 and other, other people as well too that I motivated, inspire, and encourage all over the world. So here we are. One more time, one last time, three more years that I'm going to dedicate the excitement. You know, everything I, I, I stand for, everything that I, I'm, I'm passionate about, I'm providing it in here and I'm much stronger. You know, it's going to be amazing. So to watch this fight, this is something you don't want to miss yeah. because of what's online. And you got two warriors in the ring that fight with their hearts. You know, and if you know anything about the heart, you know the heart is one of the most powerful things that you have on your body. What controls your body is not your mind. The mind don't control the body. It's the heart. Because your mind will tell you to give up. Your mind will tell you to quit. Your mind will say it's getting too tough, and especially when people throw emotional garbage at you. Mm -hmm. Then you start, and then you do one and take in that emotional garbage, and you're like, you know what, they right. I can't do this. So you, you, you allow people to disable you fulfilling your service to your greatness. Mm. But with your heart to say, I'll die for this. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm talking go. about? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Hey, let's hey, go. What, what Bar goes at? Barclays Center. <laughs> Barclays Center, man. Saturday night. It just so happened we are uh, sponsoring a, a run for cancer uh, uh, for Alicia Zubakowski. Uh, nice. Um, and it's going to be in New York. Mm -hmm. So you might, man... Maybe when you're walking out and they, they hold your hand up high as the winner, you might see these three, four faces 
you know what I'm saying, applauding you, man. Uh, it's a birthday back. gift, too, brother. Listen. Go get it. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You know, I don't really celebrate my birthday. A knockout would be a good it celebration, would, right? But, but just life itself is, you know, is a blessing for me. Yes, hey, sir. But well, guess what, too? After you win the fight, man, just gonna leave it in again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, appreciate you, dog. I appreciate nah, you, dog. Take this shit out of here, man. We about to go. <laughs> we about to go, me and you.